Welcome back to Journey Through Lent with the Holy Fathers. And today, one particular Holy Sister. Dave Orsborn joined in the studio again by Sister Louis Mary Passeri. Good morning, Sister. Good morning, Dave. Today we're going to reflect on a passage from St. Pope John Paul II. It's actually from his book, Memory and Identity. But before we do that, Sister, can you open us in prayer? I'd love to. Dear faithful God, you love each one of your children with an unconditional love. Thank you for your love. Please grant us the grace to follow St. Pope John Paul's encouragement to help those in need. Help us to realize that what we do for others, we do for Jesus. We ask this in his name, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, sister. So this is from St. Pope John Paul II, Memory and Identity. The Pope writes, The greatest light comes from, com- from the commandment to love God and neighbor. In this commandment, human freedom finds its most complete realization. Freedom is for love. Its realization through love can reach heroic proportions. Christ speaks of laying down his life for his friends, for other human beings. In the history of Christianity, many people in different ways have laid down their lives for their neighbor, and they have done it so in order to follow the example of Christ. This is particularly true in the case of martyrs, whose testimony has accompanied Christianity right up to this present day. The 20th century was the great century of Christian martyrs, and this is true both in the Catholic Church and in other churches and ecclesial communities. Amen. Amen. What stood out for you, sister? Well, Wednesday we talked about uh, the first uh, element that is associated with Lent, and that's prayer. Mm -hmm. Yesterday we talked about penance, fasting penance, and today we talk about almsgiving, which is the third element, the third part of the triangle. Almsgiving is another word for giving, uh, usually to the poor, uh, to people in need, but it has a much broader uh, 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 definition too. You might give money, you might give time, you might give patience, you might give your talent. So anyway, that's what uh, if we're gonna spend these few minutes on today. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jesus said, love your neighbor as I love you at the Last Supper. Now, we have the two great commandments in the Hebrew Testament, love God and love your neighbor as yourself. But Jesus said, I give you a new commandment. I." I tell you to love your neighbor as I love you. Well, that's a little different. I mean, they never expected when they had the old uh, Hebrew Testament to love your neighbor as yourself, that, that we would lay down our life for another person, that we would wash the feet of other people, which was very degrading in those days. Uh, Jesus, he loved, his, he loved his people beyond what our imagination 
could fathom. And that's the way he tells us to love each other. And we can't do that on our own. We need his grace. But if we desire it, it can happen because the invitation is there. The command is there. And if we desire to do that, it will happen and we will be able to love our neighbor, not just as we might love ourselves, but love our neighbor the way Jesus loves them. And so when we're tempted to be impatient with someone, can we think, huh, how would Jesus love this person in this particular instance? Well, he wouldn't roll his eyes and take a deep breath. (laughs) He would somehow extend some kind of courtesy to them and treat them with respect anyway. Uh, To give money to the poor when we maybe would like a new pair of shoes but don't really need them, how would he he deal with this? You know what he would do. He would give his his money to the poor. He did. He, He had nothing for himself. And so if we use him as our model and try to love others as he loves us, I think, well, I know we're on the right track. Someone said to me, if you want to have joy, here's the recipe. J, put Jesus first. O, put others next. Y, put yourself last. If you do that, J-O-Y, Jesus, others, yourself, you're going to have peace. You're going to have happiness. Now, I want to tell a little story, and I think I have time. You do. Okay. Absolutely. We'll make time, sister. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) There's this village there was this village where they were building a new church and they were so excited. They finally had enough money to build the church, but they wanted to find just the right perfect spot for that church. They wanted a holy place, so to speak. And so they were in search of this place in that village were two men, two brothers, and there were adult men and their father died and he left them all his property divided equally. One brother had five children. The other brother never married. And they lived near each other, and they were on great terms. They loved each other. One night, the brother who had the five children said, you know, it's not fair that my father left half the property to my brother. I have five children, and when I get old, they'll take care of me. But he's not, uh, he's not married. He has no one to take care of him when he's old. He should have had more money. In the meantime, the other brother is thinking, you know, it wasn't right that my father left half the property to each of us. My brother has to support five children, and I don't have anyone to support but myself. He should have left him more money and property. So each one got this idea. Every night, they went to their storehouse, their where they kept the grain. And they filled up a big sack of grain and they snuck it over to their brother's storehouse and they emptied the grain and they went home. And this, they each did that every night. This one night, they met each other while they were carrying grain to each other's storehouse. And when they realized what each of them was doing, they embraced each other. The villagers heard about this, and they knew the spot that they wanted to build their church. They were going to build their church on the spot where the two brothers met and embraced each other because that was true love. And God is love, and God is holy, 
And when we practice that kind of love, we are very close to God. And we are holy as well. And so that inspired them to know that this was the place for their church. If we can put on the mind of Jesus and try to see each person as a brother or a sister, if we can put on the mind of Jesus and know that each of us belongs to the family of God, and God looks at me with these loving eyes, and he looks at the person next to me with those same loving eyes, he cannot divide his love. He loves me as much as he loved Mother Teresa, in a sense. He loves Mother Teresa, maybe. Maybe he even loved Hitler as much as he loved Mother Teresa because he has infinite love. He can't separate us. And if we love God, then we will love his people. And we will do whatever we can to help them, whether it's to give them money, whether it's to listen to them. Listening is a spiritual hospitality. And sometimes it takes more energy and patience to listen to someone, but you are helping them somehow arrive at whatever they need to express, arrive at a truth about themselves maybe, or just to vent and relieve themselves of some pressure so that they can deal with the problem better. So this Lent, we just begin. Let's try to look at each other through the eyes of God and see a brother, a sister, a child of God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, sister. I know through too many Lents, I've approached it as uh, um, focused on the destination, focused on getting to Easter. And what I've really gathered from you uh, in our conversations uh, this week is, and and it's in the name of, uh, of our show, the journey through Lent, to really be present each day to stay docile and listening to what the Lord has to say uh, say to us and, and to really treat it day by day, to have that daily conversion, that daily walk in meekness with the Lord and see where he wants to take us. Thank you very much for sharing this week the foundation of our Lenten journey together, prayer, penance, and almsgiving. So thank you very much, sister. We have about a minute left. Do you have now after three days of Lent, a practical advice as we enter the first weekend of Lent? Well, how many minutes? One One minute. Oh, wow. In one minute. Well, (laughs) well, maybe just to realize that any inspiration we might get to do a good deed It's really an invitation from God. And so if we can think of that as, God, you invited me to do this. Now give me the grace to respond to your invitation. Amen. Amen. Great advice. And to close, glory be to the Father, Father, and to to the the Son, and to the the Holy Spirit, Spirit, as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and ever shall be, world world without end. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us for a journey through Lent with the Holy Fathers. And sister, it's been a pleasure having you with us this week. And I'm very grateful for this opportunity. Thank you. Mm -hmm. 